Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today is April the 15th, and we are going to pick up our study in the book of Galatians. Today will be session number five. And last time we were together, we covered verses in chapter one, verses nine through 13. So today we'll just pick up uh, review a little bit in chapter 13, or verse number 13, and then move forward. So let's go ahead and look in our Bibles to Galatians chapter number 1, and let's start in, let's go ahead and read verse 11 so that we can get a little context. But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it by Neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it. Last time we got together, we talked about the Jews' religion. The Jews' religion that Paul is referring to is Judaism. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the in Judaism. Uh, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and I wasted it. The church of God there is a reference to the kingdom church. Paul never persecuted the body of Christ. He never persecuted the body of Christ. He persecuted the kingdom church. He persecuted Jews who had responded positively to the kingdom message. And of course, we see this in, you know, in Acts chapter number 8, and Saul was consenting unto his death. Of course, that was the stoning of Stephen. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. The church at Jerusalem was a Jewish church. It was birthed out of Pentecost. Um, it is a kingdom church, and there is a difference the kingdom church was made up of the twelve and all those in Israel who believed that Jesus was the Christ. They make up what Luke calls the little flock. In Luke chapter 12, verse number 32, Luke says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. We are not the little flock. The body of Christ is not the little flock. The kingdom is to the little flock, which is the, the Jews, not for the body of Christ. And again, I was talking to a young man this morning. When we talk about rightly dividing the word of God, we're not dividing truth from error. We're dividing truth from truth. Unfortunately, when I hear that verse quoted, normally the assumption on the part of the hearer, and unfortunately, I think majority on the part of the speaker is that we're dividing truth from error. No, there there is no error in the Bible. We are dividing truth from truth. But there is a truth for Israel that is not a truth for the body of Christ and vice versa. Um, the, the nation of Israel is guaranteed or promised a kingdom. The body of Christ is never promised a kingdom. The Bible says that ours is a heavenly calling. We have heavenly promises. Um, and I think I pointed this out the other day. I find it interesting where 
when Paul here is talking about he was not called of man or by man, uh, what he's saying is he was called by Jesus Christ. And I made the comparison how that the 12 were called by Jesus Christ when he was on the earth because the nation of Israel has earthly promises. However, Paul, who I believe to be the first convert into the body of Christ, the body of Christ, his calling came from Jesus in heaven because the body of Christ's promises are heavenly, not earthly. So again, we are dividing truth from truth, not truth from error. And the only Gentiles that are a part of this little flock or a part of the kingdom church are those who were proselytized into Judaism. For example, Cornelius and his family, they were proselytized Gentiles into Judaism. Um, so again, looking at this verse, for you have heard of my conversation or the way I lived in time past in the Jews' religion, Judaism, how that beyond measure I persecuted the Jewish church, I persecuted the kingdom church, and I wasted it. And yet so many today will say that Paul persecuted Christians, that Paul persecuted the body of Christ. He didn't. He persecuted the church of God, which was the kingdom church. And then verse 14, and I profited in the Jews' religion, Judaism, above many of mine equals uh, in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. So Paul excelled in Judaism. Uh, in Philippians chapter 3 and verse number 4, it says, Though I might have confidence in the flesh, Paul said, If any man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I the more. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As touching a, the law, I was a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church. And again, that's the kingdom church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, I was blameless. So when he says in verse number 14, and I profited in the Jews' religion above many of my equals in my own nation, I was even more exceeding zealous of the traditions of my fathers. That's what he meant. Paul excelled in Judaism. He excelled in being a Jew. In verse number 15, but when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So notice Paul says that he was separated from his mother's womb. Um, in Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 2, Paul refers to this when he says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. In other words, Paul is saying that from birth, I was separated to this. God had already ordained me to this. So he says he was separated he separated me from my mother's womb. So I believe he was separated at birth. He was set aside to do what he was called to do. 
And I believe he was also separated again in Acts chapter 13, verses 1 1 through 2. Now there were in the church, there were at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon, that is called Niger, and Lucius the Cyrene, and Menaean, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted, and the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I called them. So he was separated at birth by God, and then separated again by man, if you will, uh, and notice, and called me by his grace. Now, when it says, but it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, in other words, God had already ordained um, what Paul would do for him, even from birth, and yes, God is sovereign, God knows what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, and how it's going to happen. That's God is omniscient. God knows all things. God know God knows who will, and God knows who will not. So He separated Paul from his mother's womb and called me by His grace. Now this calling seems to point to His call that occurred on the Damascus Road in Acts chapter number nine which would have been around 34, or would have been 34 A.D. That's when Paul was on the Damascus Road, and he was going to continue to persecute uh, the, the Jews, the kingdom Jews, the one that had accepted Christ as their Messiah. And while he was on that road, that bright light came, and he fell on his face, you know, and the Lord spoke to him. So when he says, and he called me by his grace, it seems to point to his call on the Damascus Road around 34 AD. And then notice it says, he called me by his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen. So this seems to refer to the revelation of the mystery that occurred sometime later. So he was separated at birth. He was called on the road to Damascus, and then he received the revelation that he would preach among the heathen. And of course, he received that revelation sometime between Acts chapter number 9 and Acts chapter number 13. So we see here a, uh, an order of things, if you will. It pleased God. He separated me from my mother's womb. He called me by his grace, and then he revealed his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. So we've got his birth, we've got his conversion on the Damascus Road, and then later we have the revelation that he received that he would take to the heathen. And the heathen refers to the Gentiles. Paul was the apostle, the exclusive and only apostle that was sent to the Gentiles. And that word heathen means Gentiles, or in the South, as we say, the heathen. <laughs> uh, it's a reference to the Gentiles. And after receiving the revelation of the mystery, Paul says, notice what he says, I conferred not. Immediately, I conferred not with flesh and blood. And the fact that he says immediately means he eventually did, but not immediately. Upon receiving the revelation of the mystery, Paul says, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. The point is that he did not have to 
because they would not have known what he was talking about anyway because it was given uniquely to him. The gospel of grace was given to the apostle Paul exclusively. So why would he go and confer? Of course, he eventually did at the Jerusalem Council in Acts chapter number 15, but he didn't immediately. And then notice in verse number 17, um, neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but instead I went into Arabia and I returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and I abode with him for 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none, save, save James the Lord. So Paul is making it clear that he did not visit the twelve in Jerusalem, either in regard to the revel, uh, either in regards to the revelation that he had received. Once he received this revelation, like I said, sometime between um, chapter nine and chapter number thirteen, I think more so toward chapter number thirteen. Personally, uh, he did not go and talk to the 12 that were in Jerusalem. But instead, he says, I went into Arabia, and then I went to Damascus for a period of three years. So after Paul received this revelation, he went into Arabia and into Damascus for a period of three years. This period is covered in Acts chapter number 9, verse number 19. Uh, let me get over and take a look at that. Acts 9, 19. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus. Now, he later did go to Jerusalem. We know that he went to Jerusalem for a period of 15 days. After three years of being in Damascus and, and uh, Arabia, he went to Jerusalem for 15 days, where he visited with Peter, and he says that he also saw James. So he's not referring to the Jerusalem council, which happened in, in Acts chapter number 15. Now, notice that the verb, that verse number 19, refers to James, the Lord's brother and apostle. Now, James, the Lord's brother, did not believe Jesus uh, during his earthly ministry. So he would not have come to faith until after uh, the death, the burial, and the resurrection. So he would have been one of those that Paul was referring to uh, in verse number one uh, when he says, Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man. So he, Paul is saying, I was called by Jesus Christ, just like the 12 were called by Jesus Christ. But apparently there were, if you were not called by Jesus Christ, such as James here, you were called by man, okay? Um, so that's obviously what that was being referred to. Uh, now notice in verse number 20, now the things which I write unto you, behold, before, I got, before God I lie not, okay? So uh, why would Paul even, even say this, I lie not? Because apparently people were accusing him of being a liar. In regards to what? In regards to the revelation that he had received. He was being accused of being a liar. The question that I have is when was the revelation given to him? Um, and like I said, 
he was converted on the Damascus Road in 34 AD. We know that. And he had to receive the revelation after that, sometime after that. To me, it could not have been during the three years that he was in Arabia and then in Damascus, or he would have mentioned it to Peter when he saw him in Jerusalem during his 15-day visit. To me, it had to have occurred after Arabia, after that initial visit with Peter. But it, it had to have occurred before the Jerusalem Council. But that was a 15-year, a 19-year period between his conversion and when the council actually took place. So we go back and forth as to when did he receive this revelation. We don't know specifically when he received this revelation. Um, however, the verses... Um, Let me get back to my notes here. Um, The verses, where is it at? He said, I lie not. So when was the revelation given to him? Um, The verses here in Galatians seem to indicate that he received it prior to his initial visit with Peter. Okay? They seem... Things that are similar are not the same, okay? They seem to indicate, because in verses 16 and 18, notice what he says. He says, To reveal a son in me, that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. It's That verse seems to indicate that he had received that revelation before he went to Jerusalem. Um, in my opinion, though, Paul is merely looking back as he is writing. In other words, he's not giving a precise timeline at all. He's just saying that he was to receive the mystery to preach to the heathen. Uh, Not that he did receive it before he went to see Peter. But, you know, it's easy to get lost in the weeds here. And I Quite frankly, as a Bible teacher and a student of the Word, I like getting lost in the weeds. (laughs) I mean, I like breaking it down and looking into it. Uh, But Paul's point here in the text is that he is that he, the mystery that he received did not come from Peter. That's the whole point that he's trying to make. What I got, I did not get from Peter. Instead, it was a revelation that came to me by Jesus Christ, that I would preach the gospel to the heathen. Now, again, I believe that he received it during the 14 years after Arabia, after he visited Peter in Jerusalem. He received it during those 14 years before the council that took place. Because if you look in Galatians 2 and verse 1, then 14 years after I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas and took Titus with me. So it had been 14 years since he he had conferred with Peter and he saw James. Sometime during that 14-year period, Paul had received the revelation of the mystery. Now, to me, he had to have received it before 46 A.D., 
Now, why do I say that? Because in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 7, which was written in 46, he says, And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So we know that Paul had received it in 46. Um because when he wrote there in 2 Corinthians chapter number 7. So also another time indicator for me is that by the time he arrived at the council in Acts chapter number 15, he mentions that there were churches that were made up of Gentiles in Syria and Cilicia and Antioch, which is where he went after he left Jerusalem and talking to Peter. So again, I believe he received the the revelation of the mystery, the body of Christ. And of course, he didn't receive it all at one time. He was just given that grace gospel. And then the Bible says he came to revelations, referring to the postponement of the kingdom, referring to the book of, or the, the rapture of the church, referring to the uh, organization of the church. Paul had several revelations, but he received those revelations starting with the gospel of grace or what he refers to as the mystery. And he had to receive that, in my opinion, after he had left Jerusalem that first time talking with Peter. So he had to have received it somewhere between talking to Peter and 46 AD. Now, I know that's a lot of conjecture there on my part, but that's the fun of studying the scriptures together. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you, and he's he's working all things out for our good.